A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hello, everybody, and you're all very welcome to another episode of the THL podcast. Uh, we've had, we've all had tremendous experiences, but can I just <laughs> right. say that I was rare to go. Well, I know you were. I was, I was so excited. I, mean, I, was, honestly, I was rare to go, and Isabel said, Isabel, <sighs> what's not your name? My uh, name? Yeah. Larita. Larita. Oh, what, Jesus, is, is he's going to ask Isabel, me. yes. He's going to screw me here now. daughter that he hasn't seen in five weeks. No, no, hang on, we will just go, go on. Isabel. He's called Larita's daughter. Go on, go on. Uh, uh, well, I had a scary experience like that as well. Oh, Jesus. Okay, let's yeah. start. He's got so to much to say, he doesn't know where to start. So Larita's, I was, I was, Larita's here with us. I'll get you that. I uh, I was talking to a young one from Down Patrick. Right. Uh, she's on the film set. And I says to her, Down Patrick? And she says, yeah. She, and she's a beautiful young lady. And I uh, said, oh, I had a, I had a fling uh, <laughs> with a woman from Down Patrick once. And she said... Oh yeah, and I said, yeah, about 91 or 92 Uh-oh. this summer in Galway, I had a short, short, short little fling. Mm-hmm. And she says, I know well you did. <laughs> wasn't her. It, it was wasn't her mother. It was her mother. <laughs> oh, Jesus, did you, you got out of there very quick, did you? Imagine that now. I'm at the stage now where I've shifted people's mothers. <laughs> Surprise! From here. Surprise, Daddy. Uh, but anyway, so but Larita gave me a line. I was raring to go on the podcast this morning, and Larita gave me a line that you'd only ever hear coming out of a woman who's trying to have a baby. I'm not saying what Larita, the fuck? I'm, not, I'm not saying Larita's but I'm saying it's the type of type of thing that a woman. What she said? She said. She said. Don't. She said. Don't sport it all. Let the one go. <laughs> That is pure, Larita. That is an adjective he's that Navin people. He's just going to burst in there. He's going to actually Navin wait. people love the verb sport. Sport. It's like he was a I have been sporting is the past perfect spurt. continuous. Spurt. I have been yeah. sporting. Sporting. The first person singular. Past perfect and continuous of the verb to sport. Sporting elegance. Sport. It's, a, it's not a great one. Oh, he made a great sport up the sidelines. Tommy fucking spurted up the stairs like nobody's Hold business. It. Yeah, you see, we're yeah. not allowed to talk about it until we come on the podcast. Sky Sports. Sky Sports. <laughs> oh, I was awful excited. It's, it's so strange being out of the hen house, but we're here in the heart of Dublin. We're so here in excited the, the wonderful up. Avondale studios who've been very, very uh, uh, good to us here and we'd like to uh, give them a shout out. There's Avondale an awful studios lot of Christmas direction. The, the Christmas directions? Yes, Hector, yeah. you need for, to take Dick Redsville. <laughs> so, let's start with you, Hector. Okay. You have so, had a profound... 
Your week is your your life is full of profundities at the minute. Yeah. Exiled <laughs> in Serbia, COVID in a hotel in Serbia, <laughs> and now you came home to uh, probably one of the greatest parish days that a parish can experience. Will you tell us all about it? Friday night, the match was on, the two matches, the under-17A and under-17B county finals were on in Tume Stadium. First throw in at 12.15, second one at 2.15. So there was a lot of nervous tension in the house Friday night. So for the 17Bs, for the Shane's 15, Shawnee Flynn, the fullback's only 15, the rest of them have just turned 16, for them to compete at minor level mm. against the older parishes yeah. and to go through the, the county to get to a 17 it's a, it's, it's a big t- when you're 15 playing against a 17 year old oh Tommy Tommy it's not like Tommy. being 35 and riding a 37 year old <laughs> it's, no Tommy it's, it's, like it's, it's like being 18 and going at a, a, a 41 year old exactly yeah. it's like yeah yeah. It's Tommy great. it would be yeah there'd be a lot of spurts between 15 and 17 like when a, when quick a, when spurts a, when very a, quick when a lad who's 17 gives you a shoulder to a 15 year old or a lad who's just thrown there's let's just say out in Dunmore and Cartoon and all these places uh, there are some big men would you big be classified as boys. would you be classified as country books we now? are country we are pure country you're country boys we are country it's an mm. agricultural parish it's a footballing parish and Turlock Moor is the far side of us even though we're only 8 miles from town two supermarkets though so we, we are a country parish but, but can I ask you a question because I was um, uh, talking to someone uh, from another parish uh, kind of a city parish yeah and I was saying oh, how are the, how's the underage going and he says ah we're not great and uh, you know and he says one of the problems is we don't have many GAA families oh yeah but, but I'm, I'm thinking with both of you now in yeah. Clare Galway and Knockmore the parish is just it, it's they're, GAA they're football and parishes wash with families sporting families GAA, GAA is in the DNA oh you write that down write that down do you like that yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but, uh, but you've no running water or internet no, no, or and we got the internet <laughs> last year we got though, the broadband last year and you know uh, we have the school bus system now going in and out and, and, and look it's a simple parish but it's a GAA parish but so hang on so, so does that mean that when young fellas are 12 and, the, and 13 a lot of their imagination is colonised by GAA. They dream of talking out at minor level. They dream of talking out at senior level. That, that that's the that's the aspirational thing that you want in that you want the twelve year olds. Like I stood in in the in the stand to watch the first game. Whereas in the parish I live, a lot of boys would be dreaming of Audis and getting yeah, jobs and big houses. accountants, yeah. Yeah, and second houses, second houses, <laughs> a holiday home in the Algarve. They're going building a couple of apartments. I stood at the back of the stand in Chum Stadium for the first match and watching Shane and the boys. Uh, playing Uke Durard and I looked to the right and there was a clatter of first years and six class boys and they're all young Clare Galway lads and they're all 10, 11, 12, wow. 13 years of age and they want to be they want to be the next stars of the of minor or under 16 so when you have that going to a match I said it before in this podcast that when I moved into Clare Galway the only senior footballer that we knew was Danny Cummins who was playing on the Galway team for Clare Galway he was Clare Galway born and bred my lads only could recognise him basically up at the club. And it's completely changed full circle where now Reen and Shane and all the lads of their age, 16, 17, they want to go and watch the seniors playing. They know every single person on the senior team. And that's happening in your club. For us, Tommy, the way it is is that in Clare Galway we've nearly 800 juvenile members at the club it's just blossoming there's, there's A, B's and C's there's you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get that in St. Patrick's uh, <laughs> for young offenders you wouldn't get it in a Man United Academy 800 juvenile so tell me, members so you, you, you won both A and the B final did the, did the men did the men go for pints then 
Yeah, the boys hang went, on, you're rushing it. Don't re- we have to? No, go, but the, we, we can't we, get the points. Well, until, I'm ju- no, I'm just concerned. Let's the, get the, to the match. Let, well, oh, okay, but there might be a lot of listeners that GAA means yeah, nothing to them. Exactly, but, yeah. but drinking <laughs> means everything <laughs> yeah, to everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I'll t- I want to build you up towards the points. Okay, so we uh, we went down and watched the boys play Nuke Derard. It was four points to three or five points to three at half, six three at half time. It was wintry, One damp, wet pitches. Uh, and they pulled away in the second half. They were unbelievable. What did you win by? We won by two thirteen to once one three or one six. A hammering, or a hammering. Yeah, a hammering. no. That, and for the bees to do it, there was a lovely moment. We at quarter past one, we broke away. We went back in under the stands into the dressing room. There was a lot of nervous tension in there. We had beaten Currafin the last couple of times we played them. This is a minor A final. This is the last game. So was Currafin you were playing as well? Currafin. Now would you would you would, would Clare Galway border Currafin? Oh. Straddles it. Would you, would you be su- a big parish. What oh, is a is, massive parish? Would you be sucking some of their lads out? Or no, would you but be in the school in Clare Galway, the best of the Currafin lads, they have two county players, Cormac Graney and Rory Donnan, two good they're footballers. They're on the border, are they? so they're a good strong team. But they had come in the back door. They had finished third in their in their group. They had won a quarter final. They had won a semi final. They'd beaten Mike Cullen. Then they come into the final with nothing to lose. So we had to focus our boys. And when you, how do you focus them, Tommy? I'm always looking for that extra percentage. You should have yes. Tommy and get him to do uh, a. You a know, classic. Tommy, that we have shared books over the last couple yes. of years about the extra percent. What is a captain? What makes a leader? And really, I know that you know your GA. So I'm looking for that extra percentage. Fozzy Concanon took the ra- took the reins. How old is he now? He could be 34 or 19. <laughs> Fozzie took the reins in the dressing room. and he, he Fozzie's sta- the manager. Fozzie's the manager and he started getting the boys going, we are going out as a unit. We are going out. The today. greatest, the worst thing that could ever happen to a manager is what? He can get them too up, too no. high, too quick, too soon. No, if he, have a, if he has a speech impediment. Oh, that wouldn't be ideal in fairness. No. Like if Fozzie had a stutter. <laughs> Stop it. These are only a package. <laughs> no, I know, but Fozzie got the boys going. Fozzie so got the boys going. So we we there was a. I have to say this, and I will say this as a coach. I'm looking to get into the minds of these young lads, yes. and they're nervous, and they're like young rhinoceroses. They're like ready to go out, and these are. Like some of the muscle, the way they've changed at 15, 16, 17, Tommy, five of our lads played for the county this year. Ooh, five wow. of them. So they, we had the talent, but we had to go out and do the job. But there's one lad I will mention to, Sean Mulrennan, who's from Bournemouth National School. I met him when he was in the junior university. He's a great guy. He's a great soccer player, but he'd done his cruise shit. Did you, did you know then? In, he's only in sixth when, class. When you met him in junior university. I knew had... there was potential there. The <laughs> Bournemouth class, boys. But he's we, on the minor team. There was five or six or seven, uh, there was eight or nine of the Bournemouth lads on the team this year from the National School but this young lad did his cruciate but he came to every single training session that we've had since the beginning of April and he stood at the dugout in rain, wind and rain and, 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 and just he was there he was there on a Tuesday and a Friday and he'd done his cruciate he'd had the operation and wow. he, he still felt part of the team so we asked him to tog even though he was we asked him to tog 
on the day. So I got them in the huddle just before we went out onto the pitch and I said, lads, we're doing it for this lad here. You all know him. He was at every single training session. He could have lay at home playing the Xbox or, or Netflix yeah. or whatever, but he came to every session. We're doing it for Sean Mulrennan. We're going to win this title for Sean. And as we came out through the tunnel in Tume Stadium, the 16 Bs the 17, the lads who just won the 17B championship were coming through the tunnel and we made a guard of honour and slapped them younger lads through and welcomed them through and congratulated them. Come on, Johnny. Come on, Johnny. Am I nice, Feeney? Am I shorty, Flynn? Am I shorty, Doug? Am I shady? And the coaches and everything. And as they came through the do- back out to the back of the stadium, of the stand, having done the job, we went out to finish the job and uh, it was it was a good match. It was a really good so match. So what about the beer afterwards? Was it, so was it, uh, how, what was the final score? The 213 to 2-9. 213 right, to so. 2-10. We wow. won by three in the end. They got a penalty and we scored two. But uh, it, was a, it was a tough winter, hard, but their elation on yeah, the pitch. Yeah, but it's county final. It's, it's county minor. A, it was phenomenal. Some of the, some, so what the big thing was, get back to Clare Galway and we're going to walk across the bridge like Clare Galway men, like Balchi oh, men. Like, so the bonfire... Like Cullen and Ferdy. The, the bonfires were like at the castle in Clare Galway all along the road back in from Tume once you hit Clare Galway's bonfires people farmers out on the side of the road burning bales of straw it was just Jesus you went out as hurts well that's what we, that's the tradition that's what parishes that's, do that's what tradition I don't know do you have bonfires we had, we had the straw burning Tommy and as we <laughs> came to the, as we came <laughs> to the bridge Every young lad got out of the car. We stopped the traffic, and the the road was ablaze with like we're game, not great on the old bonfires. Like Game of Thrones, corner. as they walked across the bridge victorious with the flags, and uh, then we brought them for pizza, and then we said, "Right, lads, good luck. We're going for points." See, and we you went can't for go. points. We went to the Summerfield Bar and the coaches, and we had a great night. And I attacked the Coors Heavy. Wow. Attacked it. So phenomenal. It was an amazing... Does, this, does something like that make you love where you live even more? Absolutely, Tommy. Of course I, it does. I'm Mental. happiest when I'm with those lads, those parents, those coaches, those dads that I know, those mums that I know that have been dropping them up to the pitch since they... A mother said to me on the pitch uh, in Shum Stadium... She, Swing uh, into me Tuesday when himself <laughs> is gone. <laughs> I'm still she said to me that... Owen, one of the lads, uh, said, I love this place when he was being dropped off the train and during the week. Mm. He said, I love this place. And that's on a wet, dark evening in it's the winter. Isn't 16 it? years of age. Wow. I love this place. Tommy, it's, uh, I'm happiest when I'm in the middle of those things. And I want to talk about that later on in the podcast of what makes me really, really happy and where we are in this world of who we are I and was, what we're doing. I was talking to a fellow from Balna the other day and Knockmore obviously in the county final against Belmullet this weekend, excitement. And he says to me, I'm mad jealous of you, he said. Like, I'm fucking jealous of you. How, like... You don't understand how lucky you are to be in a county final yes. and how exciting yes. it is for you. Yeah. And there's like second. In fairness, we like second in Balna, so And I want to say that like there are teams and there are clubs and parishes and there are people listening to this podcast who do work with underage teams, uh, girls and boys, and, and clubs and junior and intermediate and senior and of all levels who will never, ever, ever get to lift a trophy. And in juvenile level, it's well, one only thing. one in each in each competition. Yeah. Only one team a year Tommy, gets to lift so a trophy. So many teams, so. so many parishes struggle to get a, an underage team together. Where parishes have to come together to get a, the fourteen-year-olds playing under seventeen in country parishes. So. 
we are very very lucky where we are but it was a phenomenal day for Clare and just county finals all last weekend there was like 13 of them and listening to all the reports as they're flying in it's so exciting isn't it they will remember that for the rest of their lives when they're in their 40s and their 50s they will remember do you remember when we won the and it'll encourage them to stay playing as well you know encourage those lads and that sense of camaraderie and sense of parish and sense of friends and sense of lads that you went to school with and that was their final juvenile game isn't it mad so come here to me now they move into adult the adult world and how many of those boys will eventually go on to play senior for their clubs because that's the big conundrum in the GAA not many of them will and and our job as juvenile coaches is done once they so, get so what, do, so what do you now next season so where do you coach we might go under 19 but that's the final leg of it because after that it's up into adult and so many young lads and girls will fall off and just because of distractions and college and work how many of them actually go through it's a tiny percentage that will end up playing senior yeah where you have 25 young lads there on the, on the, on the 17A 25 on the 17 well congratulations it's oh a, listen a, and you've been working with those young fellas since uh, what seven, age seven or eight years seven ago. well fair play to you H. Yeah. Fair play to you. There's a few things I want to uh, bring up to you. First one, uh, you were talking there about happiness and where you're happy. So, Sister Stanislas Kennedy has this book out at the moment called Finding Peace or something like that, you know. Okay. And they asked me to do, so it's about 40 well-known and half well-known people who have written like a page and a half or two pages on Finding Peace. Yes. And... Uh, so I didn't think about it too much. I just fucking, it flew out of me one afternoon, maybe about five or six months ago. And uh, I book was published and then she, she handed it. Someone's phone is going there. I can hear a fucking buzz. It's not mine, is it? Hector, will you turn well, off it's your It's not mine. It t- I'm on. hearing a phone going there. Go on, just leave it. It's not, it's it's not, not mine. mine. Well, it must be mine. Yeah, keep Go going. Will you it's stop? probably yours. It's door yours. Door. Mine is turned off. <laughs> I'm on air. That's another thing, by the way. Another big event for me. Another big event. Today, this morning I did it. Another big event. What? Big event for a man in 2021. Can I tell you what it yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah? You're, I cancelled my Scott. Netflix subscription. Oh, oh for fuck's sake. Cancelled it. Honestly. Fucking cancelled it. The next it. thing... I, and you, I cancelled my Amazon Prime. So what are you going to do? You're becoming absolutely ridiculous. You have nothing left now. There's nothing, nothing left in his life. There's nothing. You've fucking will completely cut off. With other stuff. Just go back to the fucking book, quick. And we'll talk about this after. But I did. Was that a big thing for someone to do? To just to fucking go? I went well, on. I like, could never are you so sure? Me, are, are you sure? Are you sure? Did you cancel Netflix in the house or on your phone? I'm on my. Well, I can't get it on my phone. <laughs> he doesn't have it on that thing. I have an old person so door phone. I, I cancelled it on me on my laptop, so I can't. So watch now it you can't. So what, just fucking cancelled it. And because I, 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 I was, I was sitting in the hotel last night, and I was going uh, like I've been on the road a good bit now recently. Yes. So I was up in Belfast for two weeks, couldn't go home because there was a dose of the old fucking COVID there. So I had to stay up in Belfast, and that's when I went gambling. And yes. every fucking night going on to see subscription platforms. What will I watch? Will I watch Idris fucking Elba or fucking <laughs> Amy Schumer or fucking Tom Clancy or fucking Shahid Shahood? And then I just last night I go, it's the same owl shite. It's like going into a shop. Right. Back in the day, you went into a shop, there was Twixes, Crunchies, Milky Ways, Mars Star and Marathon. And that was, fu- maybe a Curly Whirly, that was it. Yes. You had about eight chocolate bars to yes. choose from. Now you go in, there's 40,000 fucking bars. So you walk in hungry and you you, you walk out 
confused. Yes, yes. So I just that's so now you're done. I go on Netflix now. There's too many fucking shows. Right. So and, and there's just, there's just too much, and they're all the same colours. It's all yellow and fucking red and blue and black <laughs> so and fucking shiny <laughs> and fucking watch this and fucking watch that. And so then you have to go online to to uh, fucking read a review of the show. Is this any good? Well, I, I some cunt in Canada. I didn't like it. I, I thought it, it. I thought after the first episode, God, it's stupid. And then you go, well, I won't fucking watch that. He's, he's right. Some fucking, he's right. Some, man in some knows. tool bag in fucking Canada gave it one star. I'm not fucking watching it then. An hour after fucking hour, and by the time you fucking watch something. I tried to watch something last night. <laughs> this fucking fella. I said, I watched this. It's a Western. I love It's an all black Western. Right. Nothing but yes, black fellas I in the Western. It. And, I mean, and it was black and white, was it? It was what? Was it in black and white? That's racist, Rita. No, it was no, in colour. No, I thought you meant it was in black and white. No, it was black. It was black oh, cowboys. Right. Black oh, right. fucking saloon owners. Black who oh, was yes, in I the hotel. And black barmen. I've seen that. And I, 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 I fucking watched this What's now. What's it called? It's called Idris Elba. Anyway, so I, I went into Watch it. Oh and in God. the first scene, in the first fucking scene, a child is stabbed in the head and a young one is fucking blown across the bedroom with two shotguns. <laughs> the fuck? Half ten at what night. What were you expecting for fuck's sake? It was a fucking western. And half ten at night and I'm watching fucking murder and maiming. How are you supposed to fucking sleep after that? So, you, is so that, this is morning, that what prompted you to delete everything? No, I've been thinking about it for a long time and then this morning I said, fuck this, what have I got to lose? I didn't even know how much my subscriptions cost me a month. Right, well, maybe, probably either, I don't I know. I didn't fucking know. What's Netflix? It used to be a fiver. Uh, yeah, 18 what? euro a month I was paying. Oh, fucking hell. Too much time. So I cancelled my Netflix and I cancelled my Amazon Prime. You must be Prime. saving a fortune. Well, You're on no fucking contract on the phone. <sighs> You've now no fucking... He's given up everything. So I'm, you don't watch the telly. So now you don't watch telly. I am going to surrender to the terrestrial channels. Whatever's on is on. You're not. Hairy bikers. Nationwide uh, Newsnight You'll surrender to uh, the six major terrestrials Casualty on Naked West- Attraction On Emmerdale. Western Jon Snow On Western uh, Mary McAleese talking about something G.A. Gold <laughs> I'm going to surrender to that Lake Regale The heroes of Irish football I'm surrendering to the terrestrial right. channels So that means you will never see Fauda That means I'll Fauda The Israeli Fauda. boys Fauda I've so seen it already not Fauda It's Fauda Tom It's not Fauda uh, And who speaks fucking Hebrew Me or you I, <laughs> I Who the fuck speaks uh, It's Fauda Who put in, in fairness, Hector, in fairness, so Hector, have you now. Seen, have you I've seen, seen Faoud and the boys going into Palestine and rescuing the, the young ones. boys. Yeah, totally, yeah. That, so was, that was filming. You're cutting out and choice. And Doron, is, Doron what is the guy who's always oh, going. Yeah. Have you seen Fauda? Of course I have. But Fauda's but good. But now, I, now when I, I go back to a hotel of an evening, do you know... Um, what do you do? Meditate, is it? strange thing as well. A strange thing as well. So I'd been away for... I'd been out of the house for three weeks. Yes. And I came home, I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody and got great hugs off the children and off my missus and all that type of stuff. Uh, I spoke to my fucking two-year-old granddaughter on the phone. Aww. Two years of age. And she says, hi, granddad. Ah, stop. Fucking That's beautiful, you know. So, <clears throat> got home. Got hugs from everybody. It was great to see them all. And then half seven in the evening, they were all off doing their own thing on their own gadgets. And then you were... And I was going... What is ha- so? I've, I've you turned to the whiskey. No, I didn't. But I just thought, okay, okay. This is it's just maybe maybe that inspired part of it as well. But now from now on, when I go to a hotel room, yes, I will just fucking settle down onto the bed with a book of George George Bernard Shaw plays, or maybe uh, some 
the, so history, boring. the history of Scandinavian drama. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd RT1. be brilliant, yeah. And then I'll just switch on the remote control and I'll try RT1, RT2, RT plus 1, RT2 minus 4. TV3. <laughs> TV. I wouldn't go near the fucking TV. You'd be watching Eroctus <laughs> TV. Eroctus TV. And if there's nothing on, there's nothing on. And I'll just fucking live with that. And what, you just sit there looking at the four and walls? And you won't go on the laptop. You won't go on Netflix. You won't go well, on Amazon Prime to see the new series of The Boys. You won't watch Deadwood. Do you think you're going no. to become more boring or... Maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. Maybe all this he's is not. a fucking that farce. That fucking won't last three weeks. He'd be back on How much on of it can we take? How much of it three, can we let's, take? Let, let's see Saturate in three weeks your where, eyes. Where, Saturate let, your mind. Let's see where we are in three weeks. Another thing yes. that I want to say. Uh, when you go back to Sister Stanislaus... What's on it? Go back there. Go back there. Let's so, go back into that. So I wrote this thing anyway about uh, about peace and finding inner peace. Uh, yeah, it? and so the book is full of people like Michal Martin and Miriam uh, O'Callaghan and Brian Dobson and Brian Dobson and and all these people. Right, I find peace in the garden. Marty and, Morrissey and Johnny Sexton saying, oh, "I love I love playing with the kids and all this stuff." Spare and stuff like that. Yeah. Someone's phone is going there again. I it's can not hear mine it. It's not mine. It's not mine. I turned it off. It's not mine. I'm looking Go at one. Go okay, on. so he's allergic to modern technology. No, it's just that here. Go uh, on. Um, uh, so, I I basically wrote a piece that uh, uh, my wife said made her very sad. All right. Uh, and basically, I was saying, oh God. The opening line of my uh, my my little <laughs> thing was, "There'll be peace enough when you're dead." That life isn't about peace. Like right. life is about life is a kind of an overwhelming sensual experience mm-hmm. and you right, go through yeah. all the emotions you go anger stress agitation I, I would be permanently half fucking agitated yes and it's it's and I drink lots of coffee and I'm doing lots of traveling and I'm, there's lots of pressure on me work and I have intense relationships with lots of different people mm. and I think that's what life is right yeah life is that fucking washing machine of turbulent yeah. aliveness mm-hmm. and this thing of like like we get peace we get a we get an unbelievable deep peace every night when, when we sleep when we sleep and we go below dreaming. Yeah. Now in, you, you can be agitated in your dreams, but when you go below dreaming to pure fucking silent, you don't register nothing. You don't even know your own name. You're not even aware. The you that you know disappears yes. entirely, and we. Every single man, woman and child on the earth gets about an hour or two hours of that every night. Yeah. And that's all we fucking need. Right. And then you're dreaming and all of a sudden you're riding an elephant naked through Cavan. And then you wake up and you've three kids to bring to school and you have the stress of paying the mortgage. That's what fucking life is. Yes. Life isn't about finding peace. Life is about engaging in activities yes, that's, that, that either worry you or scare you yeah. or energise you or, or suffering or whatever the fuck it is but it's about fucking living it mm. so that at the end of your days when you go up to heaven and, and, and when you have peace for eternity yes and God said how was that and you'd say fuck me man that was some trip yeah do you know what I mean hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah. So that was, that was, now you were thinking about happiness What's as well. What's right there? Read that topic. Who I am. And. Where am I, I happiest? Where am I happiest? So where are you happiest? So Hector? Tommy, so again, I said it before, and I've had in the last two weeks with the GA, with the with the boys, with winning that. But I found I, I, in the last two weeks as well, I've never been sadder than the moment, Freddie. I've had some really two nights of complete crying for hours because because it's hit me a second wave of missing my brother. Yeah. I've been yeah. hit by a second wave of missing my brother and I re-evaluated it in, in Serbia and I re-evaluated it last week one night at home as well of what am I at and who am I and where am I happiest and, and it's 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 something I think we all have to do. And what mm. are we doing here? Why are we doing what we're doing every single day? Because it fucking means really nothing at the end of the day in so many different ways because it's not nourishing to the soul. Or to, uh, it, So I'm trying to think about what am I happiest doing? And I'm happiest being around people yes. and listening to their stories yes. and sharing stories and sharing compassion and being kind and saying hello to someone on an apple green and listening to their stories. Because when I get those little things, that makes me happiest. And that all this other stuff that we're doing is sort of, it's sort of immaterial. Yes. It really is. But we're slaving that you've spoken about it before, being in debt and having a mortgage and going to work and stress and that. But when we cut away at all that, why it fucking means nothing really. It means nothing to what we're doing. I think that, that that happens as you get older. You get a bit more ruthless and you kind of go, you kind of, you kind of ask yourself those questions. Okay, where am I having the crack? And that's the reason why we're doing yes. this podcast is because uh, we're kind of thinking, well, irrespective of any out any outside reaction to it, it's crack. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And to choose those things in your life that are fun mm-hmm. and um, that that the outside world, in a sense, is irrelevant. It's not about ambition or achievement mm-hmm. or status or anything like that. It's about you know. And you you have your GAA now this weekend. Mm. It's about parish and community and fun. Like I came out of, I, the, the ninja broke, the ninja blender broke, the juicer broke and I was wanting to make juices to try I thought you had a little samurai the nin- the, the, to, to do a bit of cleaning up the for ninja you. Chopping carrots the ninja broke. The so I went, in, I went in the other day to a, a large shop to get another blender because we like our juices during the winter and I'm trying to get my body back up to normal after COVID. And then as I came out I'm opening my eyes and I've said it before that if you open your eyes to the fucking beautiful things that are around us. I saw a dad and a son eating McDonald's in a car park just down from McDonald's and they were so happy sitting in the front of the car eating McDonald's at about 11.30 in the morning and they were probably saying yeah, look at that. Don't tell mum. Don't tell mum we're in here. And, and dad were, was probably and hungover. And the dad had a big <laughs> mac in his arm and the young lad was getting the nuggets in and they spotted me and I spotted them and I gave them the thumbs up and the young lad just went like that. 
half eleven in a car park in Galway having McDonald's. The week before I saw young lads in beautiful tractors with their girlfriends up at a tractor run and I'm looking around going, this is fucking everywhere. There's such beautiful things happening that we're not spotting it. Now maybe Tommy it's because we're a little bit older now, we're spotting this stuff. I didn't spot this stuff when I was 21 or 31. Did we? Did we spot any beauty or did we did we reevaluate like we're doing now? It's like it's there all the time, but we're not letting it into our heads every day. You're happy. You're happy. I saw during the week because you're up. At, once you're up at the club, selling the hats, knock more mm. coffee mornings. Do not. You're happiest when you're with your own people. But you know what? The, I think the thing about it is when you look when you look back on your late teens and early twenties, um, the happiness there wasn't so much noticing how beautiful the world is. But most people were doing things that w- weren't about their career. Yeah, you were only happy. Then. Yeah, you, you, know you know were I mean? kind of you were hanging out with people that were a good laugh. You were doing things that you enjoyed. You were kind of back then. I was w- kind of we were working in theatre, so we were kind of doing shows, and not loads of people were coming to the shows. And maybe we weren't the most highly skilled actors that ever fucking walked the world. And we were rehearsing and performing in an old abandoned garage yeah, that this fella gave us and. But you have great memories coming out of that. But it wasn't mm. really about the world being beautiful. It was about just not doing something that was uh, that you had great that you had to do pressure to do it. Oh, that that, that, that it was just a bit more carefree and yeah. irresponsible, and it was beautiful. But like, do, do you know the way? In, in your part, you're living in your parish. You never mm. moved out of Mayo. You've never, of course, you did your travelling, did all that. But you've, you're, you're living around your dad. You're living your brothers close by. Your sisters are not close by. Your cousins are close by. Your uncles are close by. And to me, that is paradise because in the modern society, we're splintered and we're fractured. And there's cousins gone to America and there's brother gone to New Zealand. Yeah, and, but and and that little and Tommy, but I was talking to a fellow. I, I was talking to a fellow one time. Sorry to cut across you, Richard. I was talking to a fellow one time who said that uh, he lived in the in the fucking in the wild wind of County Clare. Yeah. Like he lived he lived just what you were saying there about parish. He lived uh, beside brothers and sisters and cousins and aunties and uncles and priests. That could be stressful too. <laughs> and he said he loved Dublin. He said I loved the promiscuity mm, of Dublin. And I loved the anonymity of it. Yeah, that there's definitely that side there of is, it. There is that you side could, of it that people have to escape yeah, the parish. To, I would say there should be a bus from Knockmore every <laughs> three weeks <laughs> that delivers... There is a bus. And just that that delivers, a neon light in front of it. That deli- Dublin. It delivers randy country people up to the mm-hmm. fucking city and they can go fingering and riding <laughs> and sucking and bopping and, 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 and drinking. You know, we've got and cars and, and, sporting, and, and sporting. You can do that. You can do that. You can do that. No, but some people but, don't want to live like that. Some people don't like it, you know. like And also, I would hasten to say that Knockmore is a very special place. Maybe all parishes aren't the same. So you're and maybe all... there, so you're <laughs> I was My dad's sister is 92 years of age, lives in New York, flew home last week. Uh, she's here for a month. And I was talking to her the other night and she's so like she was born in 1930, like like wow. to move through all the different stages of her life, left Ireland. And you know, she's still driving the, a taxi in Manhattan. Yeah, <laughs> she still she still actually drives a car. Like imagine down through all age. the. She lives in New home. Jersey and she fucking flies through all these big massive fucking road networks. I was with her one day. I nearly had a stroke about ten years ago. She was fucking eighty two. Like she picks me up and says, "Oh, we're going out to Jersey Shore, right?" She's fucking there, six lane. Fucking, I was like, "Oh my god!" And she's still driving to this day, right? And she says, uh, "She gets." 
gets up at six o'clock, three mornings a week, works in the local food bank, um, you know, works there till 12 o'clock in the morning. Um, she's so glamorous. Oh, like 92. It, 92. Amazing. And she goes and does that every three mornings a week. That's her religious kind of, not religious, but that's what she does every week, three mornings a week. Flew home. Is she back for the match? On her own. <laughs> she's not back for the match. She's just moved on from Knockmore now after this length of time. But she left Ireland did the boat to to New York wow. five weeks, you know, had great stories of, you know, um, was great friends with Carmel Quinn, who was a singer, used to sing at Carnegie Hall and, you know, um, lived, minded her kids and knew all the famous Irish fellas that were there in bars and um, knew Jimmy, Jimmy Neary, he owned a bar in New York and, and Maureen O'Hara used to eat in his restaurant every day. She was his dance partner. They used to go out dancing all the time. Like all these stories are like... And, and did and, she... Like, um, you don't actually appreciate half the stuff she was saying mm. half the time. You'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ, I don't did know. Did she marry? Never married. Was engaged three times, never got married. What happened? What happened to the three engagements? She just wasn't for her. She didn't want to be tied down to a, to a marriage and uh, just free and easy three life. Times. As, and the, you, as the fella said, do you think she'll die wondering? I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe you know, old Irish kind of. I don't know what kind of you know whatever. And she'd uh, you'd ring her there. She didn't really give an answer. To no, that I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, I'll find out. She's here for another three weeks. I'll find out. We need to but find like, out exactly three, who like, were the men. She, That's she, how you phrase the question. Just ask her, Auntie. Will you die wondering? Will you die wondering? Okay, I'll ask her and see what she says. But like she says, um, you know, you'd ring her there. My father'd ring her. She's like, I can't talk now. I'm just two of my friends are picking me up and we're going out for lunch. Like there's always people picking her up and taking her oh, out yes. for lunch here, there, and everywhere. Like and like. She she left Ireland and she'd never want to come back here, you know. Like she's talking about people that she lived with, like lived in the parish. Like a neighbour came to visit my father the other night and he said when dad's parents went to visit those kids in America in the 50s, they went over to America and it was the biggest news in the parish right. that they had flown over. They were one of the first flights to go to New York. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, but like how much things have changed and I like living in Knockmore now. Yeah, it's great. But like, you know, some people don't want to no, live there. I'm some not people saying don't. that you have to. It, it doesn't something, necessarily fulfill happiness. So, to live so think there. of it more like this. I'm not saying, of course, people have to get out of the parish, and of course, things happen where people have to just get out of there. It's good to ride new blood. It's good, yeah. and, and lads have to go out and join the French Foreign Legion because they battered your man at the back of the. All that. Everyone sort of has different. So, things. so what I'm saying when the, when the guards give you a one-way fucking train ticket out of town, <laughs> <laughs> you go. So there are many reasons, but the, the 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 thing is, think of the house the way it was in Ireland. Whether it was in Stony Batter or Kilkenny or Drogheda or Navan or Clare or Bohola, when the door was open at the back of the house and when people could walk in, so there was a sense of kindness and welcomeness and there was the linear. Our house wasn't like that. The lint. <laughs> My mother's gift right, was, was uh, the love <laughs> of other children. <laughs> But so my, but she my, liked other people's children. Yeah, she fucking adored them. <laughs> so my mother would kind of do a traipse around the estate and whatever mammies were under pressure, she'd invite their kids back to fucking our house and fucking lavish them with yeah, attention. Yeah, but that was, isn't, that a beautiful, isn't that a beautiful thing? And she had Tommy loved to the I remember press. one time there was a, a, a Pakistani family and the, the, the mother was just under pressure. Right, and yeah. they, they were, weren't long in the town. The mother was just fucking under pressure; didn't have a word of English. And so my mother invited the three young kids, young Pakistani children, to our house, who didn't speak a. Fo- we lived in a house, but that's what a beautiful, much bigger that's than a, a fucking to do. than a Mercedes Viano. And we would come home, right, and our mother would be making stuff for these other, and nothing for us. <laughs> 
Tommy, what, be, like making their dinner fucking, and stuff? She'd be giving them fucking shepherd's pie and then we'd have leftovers and a few fish fingers. <laughs> she really didn't like it my all, mother, Tommy. My mother never once made me toast. <laughs> of course she did. That's she fucking never, weird. No, she fucking did. mean she never made you toast? She never made me toast. <laughs> but maybe, but maybe. I was 19 before I had my first slice of it. <laughs> my so, mother never made me toast. What did you have for breakfast? Cornflakes and water. And out. <laughs> Yeah, cornflakes with water. Yeah. <laughs> Pakistani kids are eating all the fucking milk. Yeah, but she was showing empathy to other kids. She used to make nice. them scones and everything. Scones and fucking apple tarts and cheesecake. Why was she doing that? I don't fucking know. She had the dry heaven. over there for Tommy. How come you never looked after us? <laughs> did, Who are these kids? Eating cold beans out it's of like a tin. fucking... <laughs> Tommy, are you sure you were like... Or did you Loved. not just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you even belong to that family? My father will come home at half five every evening. What the fuck is this? <laughs> he'd, get, he'd get fucking two fish fingers as well. <laughs> One of these days, Tom will teach you how to make toast. One of the days. It's like, it's it's like, you, it's like hot crusty bread. Did you have a toaster? Or? We're not fucking toaster, all right. We're not, no fucking toast. All he wanted was toast. So she used to go out and do the grocery shopping for the neighbours. For other people to look after their kids while, while the... Oh. What the hell is that about? Well, I'm just, I'm just countering the narrative of no, the open saying. back door. <laughs> All right. No, but hang on. Okay, let's go back to... Uh, Can so, I just say, just, I am fond was, of... An, I am myself quite fond of an open back door. Yes. Oh, you dirty <laughs> rotten passenger. So... Mongo- like if you think of the Mongolian. Mongolian yurt, right? We spoke about that yurt where families yeah. where families are together, where there's no Netflix, there's no nothing, but they're sharing Can't stories to Mongolian and jokes. Netflix. The door of toasters ain't there. there. Listen, if you think about it, and, and I've, I've been thinking about this on the bigger picture. Okay. Why is there so much yoga and well-being and minding each other and my mind is gone and all this? Because we've lost the basics of love and kindness and all those little things that were important growing up as a kid. So many kids and teenagers don't get any of those traits. It's all about succeeding academically. It's fucking, it's just this rat race we're living in. No, we're, we're becoming Americanized. Uh, well, I, think, I, I don't I, know. I think it's about embracing failure. Like I, <laughs> no, I, I, me, I can't deal with the fact that he was 19 when he had the first class. No. And I was, <laughs> he was probably 15. <laughs> He had to go to a hotel and get it. Could he send up some toast? <laughs> How much is it? <laughs> he could have charged me nine quid for a fucking slice but I wouldn't have been any the wiser. Triangle slices. <laughs> What's that stuff? Can I have some? Um, it's about uh, that, that failure is good and failure is okay. No, but my point being about... No, I- because cause, cause failure is... Only one person can succeed. Do you no, know what I mean? not only one person. No, but, yeah, but, but in, in a competition, say it's a, a, oh, yeah, a yeah. men's singles at Wimbledon, <laughs> there's only one winner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, but it's, I, I think. But I, is it the journey I, or is it the victory? So what? I, yeah. Like I was delighted with my, with my young friend. I I wouldn't be pushing my kids in school if they have an academic flair. One of my boys now has academic flair, and he fucking he thrives in the university. He fucking he loves doing research. Wow. And he loves uh, finding out stuff. He loves writing essays and he loves coming up with his own opinions. He's studying philosophy and sociology and politics and it's his environment. Now, I never whipped him that way. Yeah. You know, I have another fellow who just loves physical work. Mm. He loves fucking building walls. And well, he didn't get that of you. It's always the bit of work, isn't it? Well, he didn't. Like, always I'm just saying the word. He, he, he had to learn that out from, from himself. So what I'm saying is that I, I didn't whip them 
Yes. They had their own natures and they were given the space to discover that. Yeah. So I wouldn't be pushing the younger kids in school either and if, if they don't want to go to school I'd say fuck us damn bed we'd say nothing. I'll, I'll tell your mother you're out the door lay low lay low lay fucking low I've a lad has gone to TY he's on TY work experience this week and he's painting <laughs> so but I, was very, I was very proud because uh, one of my young fellas had a he was out with, out, out with the COVID and he had to do a home economics uh, bit of homework to catch up right do you know what I mean and he says yeah dad I had to do all this thing about um, uh, different food types yeah. you know about um, uh, carbohydrates and proteins he doesn't talk like that <laughs> fucking, sounds fucking, like he's fucking from university challenge <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he does it all through Irish as well um, and he said uh, so here he was showing me all his work you know and he had here my list of proteins and he had pasta down his <laughs> And which is obviously a carbohydrate. Right, yeah. And I says to him... Oh, it's obviously a carbohydrate, yes. And I says, uh, sweetheart, uh, pasta is actually a carbohydrate, not, not a protein. <laughs> and he goes, I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that. He didn't say that. Did he say that? That's a, I said, that's I my boy. That's my boy. He <laughs> couldn't give a fuck if it's a fucking... <laughs> Breaking down the fucking. Oh, that's lovely use of the English I've never language. I'm so proud of the father. <laughs> that's my boy. Couldn't give a fuck. Couldn't give a fuck, Dad. Couldn't give a fuck. At what age is he? Twelve. Is he twelve? That's class. He's in first year. I don't give a fuck. I just do it. I'm just gonna do it. Right. I don't know. Dad, I couldn't give a fuck. Is that beautiful? Yeah. yeah, there is something. But you see, but you see, you're not putting pressure on them and so many other people are in that box of fucking driving them, driving Hard. them. Dri- I, I can't do it. I don't think I can do it. I, all I want is, is to have those traits, traits that maybe I have and that I got from my mother or father our mother and father but or, weren't, or weren't, our weren't, grandparents weren't fucking it's all about succeeding and, and academic fucking it's all shite at the back of it all it all is this 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 boxes that we're putting people into and parents trying to be parents when they were never parented right themselves because they lack kindness love they were never had conversations in the house where they where they felt safe and they felt secure and they understand their tribe and they understand their that's, people that's, and all those <laughs> that's my fucking childhood you're talking about there why did you know what? Don't bring up. But like, those. why? Why? I didn't why, are bad, always, did I? why? Why? Why are we? <laughs> was, I, I was never hugged by my mother. She'd be hugging, she'd be hugging Mansoor and fucking Califat next door, but not no hugs for me. My mother hugged you. My mother hugged you. But like, slipped a copy of Saint Mark's Gospel into me back while she was doing it as well. Like that rubbed off. Why is why have we so much brokenness in the mind and or why are we? Why is there so much well-being and yoga and 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 minding yourself and yoga? And why is there so much depression? Why the fuck? Because the gurus have spotted the market and now they're making hay with it. I firmly believe that we will it's the basics of kindness and love and communication and stories and happiness yes. and for a child to feel safe in their own house and for neighbours to pass through and see their cousins and meet their families because people are too and, busy and they haven't exactly, got time because we're too busy in the modern world and we're not seeing the simple things yes. that we can do every day I would yes. just let's put forward a manifesto of more failure and more chat and more jokes and more love and more hugs in that kitchen and more fucking time to see what's around you. It's there. We just And those traits for a teenager going on to be an adult, that 
I'm telling you, that adult won't need to go for psycho- psychology or fucking psychiatric fucking treatment or fucking this or <laughs> yoga or to do something to decompress their mind because in their mind, they know the things that are most important in this world. Your son can make a fucking philosophy um, essay on this. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Did she ever get thrown out of many classes? Oh, we fucking I, lived I, in the corridor. I was, I was thrown out of French for two years. <laughs> First year and second year outside Mrs. Ryan's. Yeah, yeah. Two years just stood there <laughs> and nobody day. questioned it. It was just, being thrown out was kind of, it was so common in our school. Get out, get out. You just stand outside get the door out, with your bag and once you left the room you didn't know where to go. Me and Audrey got thrown out of science class for the whole year as well. We just we just wandered around the school they the don't whole do year. That nobody anymore. ever checked to see where we were and he never let us back in. There's detention now. My young lad had detention this week and he played at the county finally he went down to the shop and he told them he was going to the shop and they had a free class but he didn't come back in time six of them and they got detention detention an hour after the bus left he had to sit there how did he get home then? he, he texted he goes detention's over will you come and get me? detention <laughs> yeah. terrible I heard about no this. detention in our days <coughs> <coughs> closing this the doors this young fellow wrote a note at school to say that he, his mother had said he can go early you know he had an appointment and she came home to find him having a glass of red wine and prawns that he'd cooked sitting at the table just by himself how old is the child? He was like 13, 14. It's not Gus, is it? Is it Gus? No, isn't that hilarious? So he wrote a note from his mother to just get out of school and went home just to have a glass of wine and cook some prawns. Wow. So, well, was that a bit, little bit deep there now, Lads? Was that a deep podcast? Is that, because fucking every well, fucking second podcast is about fucking well-being. We just can't. fucking do the basics. Yeah, but I think, I think we could set ourselves... Uh, we, uh, apart from the rest of the market <laughs> by just encouraging failure uh, yeah. it's uh, great. so the motto Be of happy. this podcast Embrace failure. today's podcast is called I don't give a fuck I don't give a fuck, give a fuck. <laughs> thank you very much for listening everybody we'll talk to you again soon God bless and good luck flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.